Welcome to the One Pan Podcast. I'm John. And I'm a little bit country. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's my friend Jamie. That works too. (laughs) Tonight we'll be enjoying... Bitters. And bitterness. Actually, okay, so what that means is... We're at this really nice place called Seabird here in Draper. Very Uh, nice. Yeah, it's this... I found them on Instagram, and it's this great little cocktail joint. And what really first attracted me to them was their vinyl collection. They do vinyl for the whole, like, the audio for the bar is this restaurant? I don't know. Uh, Tapas? Tapas. Yeah. Tapas. It's like a... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's how Moss from the IT crowd says it. We've talked about your lack of... Hey, my preferred pronouns are dad, dad, daddy, okay? You can't be taken on this role. We're going to talk about this later. It is swanky. I think Seabird's oh, swank. That's the word. Mm-hmm. That is the word. It is Hillary Swank for sure. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. Um, it is extremely great. There's, it's hyper modern. It feels mm-hmm. like uh, an upscale IKEA, mm-hmm. dark wood, and things like that. But they've got a great uh, whatever, like cocktail selection. And so what we're doing is, I don't know. It's been a shit week for me. I don't know about yeah, you. We're gonna drink our feelings today <laughs> and see what happens. Thanks, Oprah. <laughs> it's like mixing paint. Yes, you we're one hundred percent gonna drink our feelings today and just kind of kvetch about all the things. Mm-hmm. So we got a cheese plate, uh, meat plate. I should really say we've got oh, a. Oh, it's a uh, meat plate. Well, yep. It's a meat plate. Local meats from Caputo's, which is delicious. Oh. Uh, a barzi prosciutto and a fiocchiano mm. with some delicious crackers and what are those? What are those things? Oh, those pistachios. pistachios. Unsold pistachio nuts. I know. I never, that's, okay. That's right. a luxury. It is, it is. And I know I'm an adult because, like, pistachios are like, yeah, they're really delicious. Mm. But as a kid, pistachio was like the grossest flavor to me. <laughs> so when people were like, pistachio ice cream, I was like, no, ew. Go ew. back to hell. Oh where my you come God. From. I mean, they do kind of look like little, little, little bur- boogers. <laughs> little aliens. They do look a little. Little, little aliens. They do, okay. That's the one thing about pistachios that they're I don't yucky. get. They look green. They're green. They look raw. They look green. <laughs> I mean. They're quite green. They're quite green. I'm pretty sure people can paint their walls pistachio. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm sure that's a thing, but they are. They <laughs> you are. go to Home Depot and get a pistachio <laughs> from my child's nursery. Uh, uh, we're going to paint our little pistachios okay. room pistachio. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Being a new parent. Oh my god, being a new parent, that's all that shit is constantly. We're being served. It is, it's really great. It's nice to just pay somebody to like. Oh my god. Give me food, plebeian. Like, what did I do to deserve this plebeian? You're gonna have to take that out. You can't call people plebeians. (laughs) I'm sorry, short plebs. You just. Pleb. I mean, ask the plebs what they wanna be called. So. No, we haven't even given them movable printed type yet. Kidding. Thanks, Gutenberg, for the wonderful invention. I think we're always kidding. Pretty much. Infinite jest. Infinite jest. I've never read that. Um, I don't think a lot of people have. You know, I've I own it, and oh, I, it it's kind of like this book? holy thing where you're just like, I tried to read David. it, and then it like I got manic reading it. Oh whoa! And <laughs> so I was like, this is wow. This is for me. It's so for me. It's not for me. So mad respect to anyone who can read Infinite Jest, because obviously David Foster Wallace. That's it. Much Foster love, Wallace. less sainthood. You know, one of the, one of our, our time saints, and we could go on about millennial saints. What's the uh, yes Beyonce? Well, she yeah Pretty yeah much. yeah yeah she's Pretty like the, the she's like the Mother Mary kind of yeah figure, you know she's the fucking mother. <laughs> And then Jay Z is like Joseph. <laughs> we kind of don't talk about him a little bit. We just push him off to the side. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Anthony Bourdain. Oh. Saint Bourdain. May God he, rest him. God rest. May he rest in pieces. I'm crossing myself. I know I need to. I know the bartender that. looked at us weirdly because I'm just kidding. So I have to point this. <laughs> no, I think it's a it's a compliment, right? It's like, it is. Sure. Oh, this place is holy and delicious. It is holy. Um, I have to point out that there's wonderful speakers behind the bar. This is oh, definitely like about this is about music and style. Okay, so Matt is our 
server, bartender, and owner of the space, actually, which is great. And really? I'm doing, yeah, he's the owner. Uh, we're he doing a... It's so humble. Yeah, big time. Which I yeah, walked in, he was like, hey, you're the guy with the podcast? Set up wherever you want. And I'm all, oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing a giant faux pas because we're in this tiny little table where I've got my cocktail mm-hmm. on my laptop. So I I know, ordered, I'm kind of scared right now. Yeah, me too. It's like, fine. Um, I know how I am. <laughs> It's why like you buy the warranty. My hand will just suddenly whack it. It's like, <laughs> it's just going to whack it off. It's just going to whack it. Okay, let's change the subject. Thank you. Eh, that's the safe noise, right? Well, the unsafe noise. Eh. Fantastic. Rewind. Okay. Jamie, what did you get? I got the old fashioned. The traditional, their take on the old fashioned, which is? Angostura bitters in it, which are... Uh, from a, a specific island, and I think the island is named Angostura. Interesting. And I don't know if I'm saying it right. So I, I'm, I, I wouldn't know how to correct you with that either. So we that's can, fine. We can change it later. Orange lemon twist. We 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 just being dads out here. Sure. And then uh, Demerara. Whichever that is. And then I picked up a <laughs> some kind of delicious whiskey sour, an egg white whiskey sour. Mm-hmm. So. The egg whites are really fun. Lemon and simple syrup and egg whites, which is pretty delicious. And I think he added something a little bit fun to it because it's definitely, I think he said spicy. So I wonder if there's like Tabasco. Smoked. That's it, smoked. Oh yeah. Oh shit, I wonder if there's smoked sea salt. Okay. Life pro tip, if you can't pronounce everything on the ingredients, don't do a review about it. <laughs> you picked well. It's like egg, simple syrup. Liquor. <laughs> Liquor. We'll get better. Booze of we'll sorts. <laughs> yeah, we will. Okay, you try yours. All right. And then I'm going to try mine. Taking a sniff. Oh, that orange. That oh, orange dude. peel. It looks delicious. It's in a little highball glass, a couple of cubes. Mm. How is it? Oh. Yes. Yes. Look at that. They made a heart on top, too. I know. It's delicious. Okay, so the smoked sea salt in this is fucking fantastic. Oh, do you want to try a little I bit? I do want to try it. Holy mother, it's delicious. You can have some of this old-fashioned. Thank That's you. That's ex- incredibly smooth, balanced. Delicious whiskey. Wonderful. Oh, man, the orange just comes through with this. It makes me want to talk like Donald Trump, like just like three words. Just be like amazing, awesome. Beautiful. Wonderful. <laughs> There's something to talking like that sometimes. And There's something to talking like Don Draper, too. But. And that smoky, smoky cocktail. Mm. Wow. The fizz makes it really bubbly and smooth. Mm, fun. You I can, like it. You can take these cocktails to, like, I'm jazzing meet with the my fam, shoulders. you know? Oh. No, com- no, no, non-committal kind of yeah, feels like it. Yeah, this is fun. Just and I like chill. this place big because there's... Uh, so we're on a second story in a brand new built... Uh, mm. Brand new built building down in Draper. It like, actually, this is Bluffdale mm. almost. Oh, this is this is Draper. This is Draper yeah. proper. This is Draper proper. Whatever that you know, whatever that sure. means. Because, but I do I do think this is probably the most proper spot in Draper at, at this time, especially sure. having the only craft cocktail lounge oh, yeah. Yeah, here, sure. and then the only craft coffee shop too. Oh just God, because there's a La Barba downstairs. Which is awesome as fuck. And then there's this beautiful salon over here in the corner. Yes, mm. high-end like salon. Like that's, it's just one room. It's called Tallulah. Tallulah sounds or right. Something like yeah. that. And but son of a bee, man. It's only a couple chairs. <laughs> Sorry for the harsh letters. It's only a it's couple right. of chairs. It looks super super fancy. So it's so fancy that it's basically a private salon. Pretty so much. You're one on one with the therapist. Hair oh yeah, hair professional for sure. You can talk about whatever you want. I mean, not the you, you know, <laughs> but and you've got a beautiful view of the famed Silicon Slopes oh, right sure. outside these windows. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of these windows, and it's all They're the light right is pouring in. And Matt was so kind to be like, "Hey, around like six o'clock, <laughs> the windows, the, the sun's gonna come through, and y'all be blind." And I'm like, "Okay, well, good to know." Don't need eyes to podcast. Don't need eyes to podcast. It's an audio medium. Come on, bro. I'm going to go blind in media res. It's just it's just awesome. Heightened senses. It's all about the voice. And that's why I love... Like the television show, The Voice? Is that what you said? <laughs> or no, no. Me. Oh, you mean audio medium. You mean podcast. Oh, it's God. all about the voice. The voice. That's that's just what you're channeling. That's the, the sensual aspect of podcasting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's this great meme that's kind of passed around the internet. 
and it's like what it feels like when you listen to a podcast. And it's a bunch of people laughing on like a an ad, like a billboard ad or something like that. And the kid is sitting next to him and like, uh huh, laughing with the friends that aren't real. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and always, I'm always like, I love you guys. I don't think I could ever like go see my brother, my brother and me in real life, or Aaron Menke, or think without um, just like crying. Yeah. No, I 100% did. I saw him. I saw Minky. him. Okay, so I love his name. I know it's, it's a Pokemon. A, it is. It's great. Which are you gonna see, Detective Pikachu? Uh, yeah. Oh my god, I didn't want to, and then like the more I see the trailer, the more I'm like, why is Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu the funniest fucking thing that's happened to the entire history of Pokemon? Oh, I actually need to watch it. I watched the only, the last trailer I watched was the Sonic the Hedgehog one, only because it got such bad publicity. Oh my publicity. god, that was. <laughs> Dude, what were people saying in the comments? It looks like a B-list movie that's like in the discount like bin at the yes. bottom of the discount bin. Like, but, and it'd be like, and it wouldn't be Sonic. It's it would a be DVD. a knockoff. It'd be Cernic with like a Cernic, Cernic, Cernic the Hooger. What's the what's the other like the other character's name? I can't even remember. No, Sonic Knuckles and Tails. Knuckles, so would it be? Knockers. <laughs> knockers. Cernic and Knockers. Cernic and Knockers. <laughs> I mean, and he's purple or something. <laughs> His power Him is like laser eye beams or something. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, the smoke was delicious. Well, let's be honest. Uh, Hedgehog is kind of a beer. It's like a B-list pet. Definitely. I, it's, just, it's it's not something you're like, oh, I'm going to get a dog and I, can't, and I have a hedgehog. No, you have to be a little exotic. All right, this is so wonderful. I'm already, like, I've only taken, like, two sips of the old-fashioned, but and I'm, you're I'm nice already kind of buzzed because I get buzzed on this environment of locality, community, craft. True. And, and just genuine conversation. Like, you're so easy to talk to. Thanks, homie. I mean, we've, like, we hung out, you once. know, once. Once. Jim, a friend of mine, Jim, he worked for... I'm going to stuff some meat in my mouth while John figures out what the hell he's trying <laughs> to <laughs> say. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, a friend of mine worked for a hotel company, and then he was in my chair one time, and he was like, dude, I hate my life. I hate this bullshit. I don't want to blah, 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 this and that. And I was like, well... And he was talking about how he had gotten... Um, an offer from another company, Even Stevens, at the time. And I was like, dude, bro, take the job. Mm. Take the job. You're mm. miserable. This is the place. They're paying you a lot more. It's an up-and-coming company. They stand for a great cause. They've got all these things. Why don't you just... What have you got to lose? Mm-hmm. The people love you at the hotel. If you quit, and you, you could come back in a month or a week or something like that. If you really, really don't, take some pay time off. I was like, you've got like six years of fucking PTO. Why don't you take a couple <laughs> weeks of PTO, work at the new job. If you don't like it, you don't even have to, they wouldn't even have to know. Right. So right. he did. He took some PTO, got paid, got his new job, loved it. And then after the PTO, went back to his old job, was like, hey, guys, I need to put in my, you know, my two weeks and stuff, that kind of thing. So, so they were none the wiser. He got double paid, which was hilarious. That's amazing. I mean, that's, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, bro. crafty, anyway, crafty. So then he... Um, he worked at Even Stevens for a long time, mm-hmm. and then it's when they opened the Ogden store. And he brought me up there, and he introduced me to you. Mm. That's where we met. That's right. The Ogden opening of Even Stevens. Oh my Stevens gosh, you have a you have a great memory because I all I remember is like you and I just like connecting so much at the table. Yeah, that was and fun. And talking, and you were there with your wife. Yeah, Emily was singing yeah. and stuff like that, which was super fun. It was beautiful. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like. Thank you for putting details around it. I'm just such a vague, like, I have this, like, very dreamy, like, kind of brain that works in mysterious ways. And so I'll remember important things. But it's funny what you remember. You like a lot of context sometimes. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I have the I have the same thing. There's lots of times where I'm like, my brain will totally fail completely. All its faculties will be like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And then other times I'm like, I can get the hairs on your head because of the memory, like how detailed the memory was. And I'm like, sometimes what is I feel going like on? my brain's like a radio, and it's like picking up like different signals. It's like sometimes it's really clear, and you're like, fuck yeah, I got this. And, and then, then other times you're like, and then it's what like is this weird Christian nonsense. This weird like mix between yeah, like some Christian like speaker, and then country like the worst country like. Fading in and out. That's me. That's I, well, I should give myself more credit. You know, I think that being that way, 
way, just being kind of more of a intuitive type, usually leads me to really good experiences. For sure. You know, you like nothing about that meeting was strategic, but it, but it, then there was. No, you it know? was fun. It was definitely fun to kind of be like. This is a cool person, mm-hmm. and we're going to do cool things in the future. Yep. So. And, and I'm kind of like, now that I'm 31, my philosophy is only cool people. I mean, like, really, like, Dude. like you don't have time to waste. No, you don't have time to waste. 2019 was the year of, for me being like, we're not accepting apologies anymore, only change behavior. Mm, ooh. Mm-hmm. And it's been mm, super now. good to kind of, like, hold myself to that standard of mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, it's not going to be better. Mm-hmm. I know I was kind of shitty to you, or in the past I may have been a certain way, but I'm healing and learning and growing every single day. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I won't be the same person I will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of incremental growth every day, mm-hmm. and then you make new friends. <laughs> I love it, yeah. I mean, and it's like we polish ourselves on other people. So mm-hmm. that conflict is so necessary to refine ourselves and our personalities. Agreed. But then there is that one aspect where you, you know, becoming an adult, you realize when something becomes enabling or it's more of an attachment than it is a a refining process. It's like, are we becoming better together or are we being stuck somewhere together? And that's kind of why we decided to title this Bitters and Bitterness. bitterness. Because we have some of that. I mean, it it hurts when you have to realize that, you know, I have higher standards now for myself. Or where I feel like I'm at, I'm 30 years old and now defining standards, which I never thought I would have to. So I've got a six-month-old. His name's Dash. He's <laughs> super fun. It's such a good name. A Dashel. Having a kid, you kind of do the introspection and work of like, oh, God, do I want to duplicate who I am onto someone else? Because kids so often do that. Kids are so often reflections of their parents. And I like had a long, hard look in the nine months that Emily was pregnant of like, holy shit. I need to make some fucking changes because there's a lot of weird codependent, mm. tricky, sticky, uh, sticky yeah, behaviors Berky. that I like. Why do I feel that way? Why do I think that way? Why do I process information that way? Why can't I ask you what I need? Why do I interpret what other people ask what they need as some kind of personal attack? Mm. And why do I hold myself back from from speaking up for myself? Why do I have any kind of like why advocating? Am I? Exactly. So I have a lot of clients who come into my shop and one of the things that I always talk to them about is like, imagine the things that you say to yourself, imagine them saying to them just like your best friend. Would you ever be as cruel to your best friend as you are to even yourself? And so many of my guys come in and they go like, oh my God, they stop and they realize like, oh fuck, no, I would never say the things that I say to myself to my friend, to my wife, to my partner, to my son, to my daughter, Mm. you know, to people that I've grown up with. Like, we are sometimes our harshest, harshest critics. And it sucks because as you hear those voices and go, oh, fuck, I need to be different. And you start setting standards for yourself. Sometimes people respond negatively because they see them reflections of themselves. They see like, oh God, I'm that way. And oftentimes if you have shitty behaviors and you find a shitty person to kind of be shitty with, it's okay, it's good. And it can be like thartic for a little while, but then there comes a point where you're like, okay, I got to grow out of this. And if you don't, and if that relationship has become dependent with this other person, and you're trying to go like, hey, I want to grow, I want to be better, I want to do a thing, you can find resistance in this other person who doesn't want to grow, who doesn't see the change, or who looks at that and goes, oh, fuck you, how dare you blank. Right. They see it as, it's like, and it's so interesting how that becomes a threat to their immediate, you know, consciousness, but it's like, whoa. You know, like, I'm not insulting you by desiring to grow. In fact, it, when I when I leave this equation, I will want the best for you, too. Agreed. Agreed. And that's wanna, how you know. Yeah. You know, maybe at first, okay, so bitter, bitters and bitterness, like, there is that, you got to be real with yourself. You say, you know, there's that moment, that time you got to be like, all right, fuck that person. Yeah. So, I mean, at least for me. No, true. I will, to yourself, I, you 100% know? <laughs> 100% will have that moment of being like, okay, you know, a couple tears, and be like, fuck you, too, you know, and you do. I think it's healthy to have that moment because I think if you don't, if you, don't, if you deny yourself that moment, right, you're just denying more emotions. You're, you're denying not an more. advocate for yourself. Agreed. Agreed. Totally. And I think that's so fascinating. You bring up being a dad and how that's had you self-reflecting. Cause, Big time. And then, you know, making sure you're talking to yourself like you would a friend. Mm-hmm. But even I think even more powerful, at least, especially for me, is talk to yourself. Those parts of yourself like they're a child. Sure. Like they are a child. And it's like... 
you got to raise those parts up sometimes. You know what? And that's, I think it's one of the biggest things I have realized in my own life is that this there isn't are so the whiskey many parts. talking yet, by the way. Oh. I will announce when the whiskey starts talking. Okay? <laughs> so you guys can really just, you know, soak this in. Soak this in. Soak it in. <laughs> soak the whiskey in like it soaks like a sponge or something. Like a loofah. <laughs> like a whiskey loofah. Ooh. It's kind of what this orange Whiskey feel is. What does that feel like? Some kind of hipster. Mm, I would purchase that at a psychedelic, uh, <laughs> psychedelic like trap music. <laughs> no, no. What would it be? Mushroom jazz. No, you know what that is. <laughs> it's a strain of. It's a strain of weed. That's what it is. Oh. You get that whiskey loofah? Yeah. Dude, I love. Clean your brain out. I love coming up with names for like weed strains. <laughs> fucking call on the meat plate by the way uh, we've been like on these pistachios because they're like you can talk while you're eating them yeah. but like we've got this beautiful like plate of meat just sitting salty protein crackers mm. crunch mm. good music in the background I apologize if it's really loud it's so airy nice and nice in here with the windows and the fact that we can see like the mountains like oh yeah not 360 degrees but damn near but damn near this is pretty fun this is a oh. lot of fun and I highly recommend this place to you guys too explore try and just come to come hang out yep. because you get a couple cocktails in the early evening and then you go downstairs and then get some coffee to sober up yep. right. <laughs> good shit that's that was a, an interesting like step process mm. you know like you, I would probably do the coffee in the morning nice. go to work because they've got these co-working space next oh, yeah. door is what they're gonna do sure, sure, sure. get your hustle on I mean, hustle might not be the word anymore, but that was like a Silicon Slopes word. And, uh, and tech. No, I feel like hustle's yeah. still a thing. Yeah, I mean, hustle, hustle. we could talk about that later. I've got some issues with that word. But <laughs> let's just, okay. So you're going to go work a lot and be super passionate and stoked sure. on what you're doing. And then you're going to come and get your cocktail. And then you're gonna you're gonna go home and feel great, and then you're gonna come back and you're gonna get your Labarba coffee, get you, get and then the you're Barba. gonna do it all over again. Nice. So it's kind of this one-stop shop for the, you know, entrepreneur like tech bro lifestyle. Okay. And what's actually awesome is, is that you say that, and then they have like co-working meeting spaces downstairs yeah. too that they're building the airy, the the birch, the something, yep. and I'm like. Okay, okay, okay. So, fun fact. I kind of want to use facts. Fun fact. So, um, I guess I'll just, you know, bring it out. So, my brother-in-law is the landlord of this beautiful location. My family, the whole family is very involved. In fact, my niece is working at La Barba downstairs nice. now. Which is... 100% by coincidence. I had no fucking yeah, idea. Yeah, I called, yeah. I like Instagram messaged Jamie, which also was a weird fucking form of communication, yeah. not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. When Instagram came it. out in like 2002 or whatever, no fucking way would I have, would I have imagined that I would have like, oh, so good. like primary form of communication Instagram messaged I mean, you. Where we're at, anyway, right? but I messaged you and was like, hey, do you want to go here? And you're like, holy shit. What? Talk about coincidence, you fucking weirdo. We're aliens from the same outer space area. Base. Uh, <laughs> same outer <laughs> Same district. Galactic quadrant. Yes. Please uh -huh. use the correct terms. Wom 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 seabird. Um, <laughs> so fun fact though, you, you mentioned we've got they've got cool meeting rooms downstairs. Like yes. this really is that one stop shop, that that lifestyle kinda kinda development. But those rooms downstairs, you know how it's like hand painted up above? It says Agreed. like the birch. I commissioned that. Oh shit! And I worked with a, a local sign painter <laughs> called jo Joel Nelson. Hey, Joel did my logo for my barber shop. Shut up! No fucking Mom, way. Mom, community. Community, dude. <laughs> this community shit's a trip. Man. I know, and this is so fun. This is so much fun about Salt Lake that is starting to really, truly grow and connect. And there's like art house on Ninth, and there's a lot of places that are just like I'm hype as fuck about how things are growing together. Hype and as people fuck. Oh no, shit, bro! I, I'm trying to join the goddamn hype train. That sounded cool. <laughs> like you didn't even say hyped. Uh, you were just like hype as fuck. Oh yeah. And I think it may have been a mistake, but it was a beautiful mistake. Oh, it is. Oh, I just say hype as fuck. I'm hype sorry. Fu no, no, it's cool. It's really cool. <laughs> Nobody wants to hustle their whole life. Agreed. And I think I misunderstood hustle as that kind of like, I don't want to have to get up every day and fucking grind away my life. Grind, grind. yourself into a yeah, wall. Grind yourself into a fucking like 
smooth off my edges and shit. No, no, I want to be original and unique, and I want to be my thing, and I don't know. I want to find success, so I, I agree. I don't know what your issues with yeah. hustle are, but I agree that, like, I struggle with the word hustle because there's parts of me that goes like, yeah, I want to hustle and I want to work. And also, but I, I don't want to have to, like, bend over backwards and stretch myself so thin right. and spread myself so thin to try to make anything fucking work. Exactly. Like throwing noodles at a wall or something, hoping to God and you're the noodle, some idea is going to fucking just stick. Doing it. Yeah, and just, like, it's so hopefully gross. somebody's going to buy into my product and shit. Yeah, you know? no. Hustle, this is my problem with it. And this is why it actually fits into the conversation well. Because tangents tend to do that when oh, you yeah. just don't give any fucks. Right? Oh, all the fucks are not given. So hustle is is okay, and I think it, it describes the energy of of the the changes going on in society now. You know, being a a local business owner, or entrepreneur, or somebody who's really resourceful within their community, or also very passionate about what they're doing. Um, but hustle sometimes also I think gives people an excuse to not be present, and that's such an important true thing about community. Agreed. I love when meat has fennel, bits of fennel in it. It just is so nice. Fennel's so weird. Fennel's such a weird fucking flavor. It's like so good. It's it, such a weird it's fucking like a flavor. Licorice? Yes, yes. Savory licorice. And you're like, what the fuck are you? What, are, what the fuck even are you? And then you think about our entire, okay, <laughs> you think about the spice, like the Silk Road back in the time of the ancients and Alexander yes. the Great, and you think about, aliens. we literally fucking fought wars for spices. Yeah. How fucking crazy are we? I know. How fucking crazy are we as humans? Dude, and then the fact that like people in America don't use spices on their food is just so like ignorant no of all the lives that we're lost. Thousands of years of history that we're just blatantly fucking like, ignoring. Oh my like, god! Oh, you're not even gonna salt this, you, <laughs> you fucking monster! Get like, that holy shit! Fucking beige chicken breast away from me! <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's like the, okay. That's the worst insult. That's truly the worst insult you Calling can call. Calling someone beige? No, no, no. A beige chicken breast. That's the fucking worst insult you can call someone. I feel like. Because that's they wouldn't get it, but that's just look out thousands of history that you're just like look out backyard barbecues. I'm coming for you, <laughs> and I got some dad in your new balance sword. shoes. My tongue is a sword. That shit's beige. My 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 words are sermon. <laughs> fucking take you out. Okay, my bitch. Love top you, five propane. dads. Top five dads. Go. Oh, top five dads. Top five dads. Holy shit. Damn. I don't know, because, like, that's such a complex thing. Like, even though dad is, like, we can definitely use that as a word to just describe. You know, you throw it out and we know what, you know. If you right. say I'm being very dad, I know what you mean. How about we do this? But is it, like, worse Top five dads? television dads. Oh, okay. Well, there's obviously the dad from Wonder Years. Nice. You know, because that's, like, been highly relatable for me. Because... You know, just like sitting and watching TV, and then like even the noises he made, like, uh. <laughs> like, didn't he say that? That cut to my soul, you know? We talk about like how parents have this responsibility to children, and like how, you know, they kind of like, we, we all fuck up our kids. I don't have kids, but Agreed. You, know, you know? And that just, it's like right there, that wound right there. And I related to it, but then at the same time, it kind of made it like, you know endearing in a way I guess it's True. like oh you know okay. this is fine so you're number five you're not special is one New Year's dad mm-hmm. number five uh, Murray Goldberg from the Goldbergs oh I haven't seen that it's okay I'm he's, an alien he's this wonderful Jewish father <laughs> he's always yelling Ooh, and when he gets home that. from work he just takes his pants off and I'm like I'm only 30 and I'm like oh my god <laughs> teach me your ways master I get home from work and take my pants right off just in the door <laughs> But you leave the shirt? Just, yep. Oh! <laughs> it's too good. Dad! It's too good! Dad, my friends are over. Dad, my friends. I'm having a sleepover. Dad, over. go to your room. Dad, go to your room. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch the game. The Celtics are playing the Knicks. Oh, okay, cool. Like, you know that. You know, you probably know more um, TV pop dads. Pop culture nonsense. I'm thinking okay. like a cartoon. We don't have to do pop culture. We can do whatever Stew, you're... Stew, pickles. Oh my god. He's an interesting dad because he's kind of like, like what was his thing? I can't really totally remember. Well, his, okay, Stu was, he was an inventor, remember? Mm. He 
was an inventor. And he only he ineffectual had, dad. Yes, but he once in a while had like he still was the main provider for their family, so he once in a while like had to have a successful invention because they had toys, they had the kids over. They had a home and a car, yeah. and what's her face with the triangular hair didn't work. <laughs> Mrs. Pickles, I guess. <laughs> and her green glasses. She was a redhead wearing an orange dress. Who taught her about color palettes? Oh god, it was awful. Not Coco Chanel. Anyway, um, just this one it's the one meme that's him making pudding at 1 a.m. in the morning and the wife comes in, she's like, What are you doing? And he's like, I've lost control of my life. Yes, I <laughs> and remember I've that. Never Never in my life associated with something more than that. When, when I saw that, kid. no. When I saw that, like, like uh, before my son was born, like when yeah. I, my, my son was first born, and he's like screaming at 4 a.m. Doesn't want to sleep. I'm making a bottle. I'm so tired, and I'm just like scrolling through Facebook, trying to stay awake because I make this bottle, and he's yelling in my yeah. arms, and I'm like, me too, Stu. You know that's so funny that you say that that was so poignant because me as a kid watching it, I remember feeling like I had just received a very poignant like poignant insight into like the adult world. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I had like this moment where I was like, my parents are people and maybe they are like that. Dude, way to go. That's awesome that you were like, oh shit. But then I forgot about it. Immediately. Oh, nice. Immediately, 100% you're like, oh. And then like a card, like a, like it cut to commercial break and it was like something cool, like Crossfire! <laughs> and I'm like, I want that. That's so fucking funny that you did that because I did that like four episodes ago when we were talking about kids' yeah, toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's famous. It's totally famous and the most disappointing board game in history. Like, you can't tell us that you're like. There's no action to it, there's yeah, no sound effects. You can't do that. And what are you gonna do? What are you, you gonna hype up your, your teammate? Yep. You're gonna somehow hype up your bro and be like, hey dude, let me get my balls in your hole. Nope. No, you're Stop not it. gonna do that. No, we're not gonna do that. Consent is real. <laughs> Fuck it, it's not, not an consent. option either. Knock it off. Crossfire without consent is not <laughs> Crossfire. That's what they should teach in Planned Parenthood. <laughs> That's the new dare. Hmm. Crossfire in schools, and they should use that as a metaphor oh for my God. <laughs> Oh my god. It's not fun if only one person wants to play. <laughs> it's just masturbation. It's just fucked up. Mm, fucked up is right. I agree. So you We're got your like, whiskey. Oh, I love it. Yes. Get your Sazerac. Tell me about how it tastes. So you ordered for your second round of cocktails, mm-hmm. a Sazerac, and then Matt was so kind to bring me a Moscow Mule mm. from locally made ginger beer. Mm-hmm. Garwood's. Yeah. You want to know an interesting story? Talk to a me about community thing. Yeah. Going down the community rabbit hole here. Oh. So we've never left it. So I'm like kind of seeing like this polyamorous gal, and um, which is very interesting, you know. And it's not my first time around the the poly universe. The poly bend. Poly bend. And she's way rad. And then I bring up, I brought some ginger beers over. Like all they had was the the reeds, the Jamaican style ones, and I brought them over. We were having them, I was like, you know, this is usually, you know, it's good, it's a little too sweet for me. I love Garwoods. And she was like, Garwood? She's like, those guys are my best friends. I was their midwife, I delivered their child. What? And then we just got, you know, I heard Garwoods again today. Whoa. Was like, and it's just like, whoa, these are like local celebrities. That's super fun. It's kind of cool to be able to admire the people that are in your immediate area. There's something super fun about someone starting a business from scratch, mm-hmm. having an, having like a really cool, unique idea, and then being like, hey, I'm going to bring this to, to other people in Salt Lake. And it's just fucking awesome mm-hmm. to watch people start up small spaces and grow and grow. So I used to work at uh, Excel Fitness, the gym over in Highland. And a friend of mine, her name was Rebecca Raboy. The last fennel meat is going in my mouth. I'm the, just making that. Oh, the, which one is that one? Hold on. The fennel meat. The fennel meat. That's definitely not the name of it. It's like... Fiocchiano? Fiocchiano. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Tell me how it tastes. Okay. So, Rebecca. She was an aerial instructor, like the silks instructor kind of a thing, aerial yoga. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, she used to work for that. Me and her were kind of good friends. Um, I quit the job, I started doing barbering, and I kind of mildly kept in touch with her a little bit. And then she posted something on her Facebook about like needing demolition help 
to start her own um, yoga space in the basement of the Vive Juicery place on 300 South. So I got to like go there, help them actually, this was before that even space was even open. I got to meet Bryce and the other sweet gal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and work with Brittany. them. Brittany, mm-hmm. that's it. I got to work with Brittany, help them kind of like set up their countertop a little bit. He needed some help uh, cutting the countertop and everything, so I got right. to help him for a little while. And then knock down the space downstairs with her and everything, which was a lot of fun. Like. It was so cool to see them have their sugar house location, which is two doors down mm-hmm. from my barber shop. Mm, kudos. Like, that's what it is. That's what starting a, a local business is. It's, you know, trying and failing and trying or opening something, closing it if it doesn't work. I mean, that's just part of the, the, the game is Agreed. There's you quit. A, you know, it's kind of like what we were talking about. You just, you got to grow. And if something's not growing, you cut it out. What gets measured gets managed. Uh-huh. Here's a good thought that someone taught me. I love that. And it's one of those things that I try to like try to keep as important in my life mm-hmm. of the things that I want to grow, things that I want to change in my life, I actually keep track of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We read this great book, um, Atomic Habits by a guy named James Clear, and it's mm-hmm. excellent as he details how to make really tiny, atomic, so small mm-hmm habits really tiny changes that add up to huge I love things. that it's a brilliant read and I'm um, I'm reading this other book called super better that was recommended to me by a friend very nice what was the name of the first book uh, atomic habits by James clear love it and then this is super better by Jane McGonagall mm. which like she's not the professor from Harry Potter <laughs> but I hope she is because I feel disappointed in my brain that I didn't immediately make that connection. I didn't immediately see like her I heard face. that I saw that in your eyes when I said it and you were like, Oh shit. Oh damn. Anyway, I so failed. she has super better her book is about the same kind of thing. About gamifying your habits so that you can actually increase the effectiveness of it. So kind of combining the two of those to make my life a little bit more effective, it's been really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. So it's like, you know, can I make it into the dirty clothes pile? Yeah, how can I make make incremental changes in my life that will actually, in a year or so, give me the results I'm looking for? Instead of, like, going all or nothing, like, I'm going to go to the gym every day at 6 a.m. and going three days, feeling like a piece of shit, and then sleeping in and then being like, oh, fuck this, I can't do this. So how do you gamify? What does um, it mean to gamify a Gamify, a think like literal, literal video games. You so make it a game. It's like, tra- it's like treating your games as like, you know, small power-ups mm-hmm. or things. It's I'm only a couple chapters in the book and I'm so excited to finish it to kind of like apply her game theory. I love that. Um, I think that that's going to like make you the most fun dad in the universe. <laughs> like my dad makes everything a game. It's and like, it's super hilarious. <laughs> okay, so we finished drinks, which was delicious, by oh, the way. Oh, my god. Seabird. Okay, so here's the yeah. fun thing. So here's how we rate stuff. I rate shit uh, thumbs up or thumbs down if you were going to add it to our weekly rotation, because normally we do recipes, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So chicken and waffle casserole last week was a fucking thumbs down, because it was a garbage mm, recipe from a garbage disgusting. place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, ooh, why it would was, you do that? It was okay. I mean, like, the concept that you would, like, make, mm. like, a... Um, oh. I, I don't know. Never mind. It doesn't need to be like casserole. Basically, means like pre-masticated. You know, like you just like sure you munch been... it together. Yeah, that's fine. Like why would you want that? I don't know. And I guess that maybe you wanted to feed a lot of people and not do a lot of work. Which mm. like I guess I get the point of the recipe because the whole point it is it is disrespectful to all the African American history who fucking came up with chicken it's and waffles. It's disrespectful to New Orleans, <laughs> which we're going to talk about because I got a Sazerac. Oh shit! And it's disrespectful to your guests because you're basically saying like "Suey, pig, 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 <laughs> come eat out of the trough." I don't really want to make the food for you. This was prepared a week ago. It's been in the freezer. Casserole. Eat up, fucking piggy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. So we were going to go downstairs because it was quite fucking loud. And we we're going to go to have drinks at La Barba. La Barba coffee. But those delicious bastards were closed. Yeah. So we have relocated across the street. The gate and screamed a, a little. little bit. A little bit. You railed against, Why? you raged against the machine. Stella! For a minute. <laughs> Thanks. Thank See, you, Ned a- Flanders. <laughs> 
Stella. Oakley, Oakley. Oh, Adley Doodley, Navarino. <laughs> oh my God, you're better at that. See, you're the real Ned. Thank you. I appreciate that. Stand I've been working up. on that. So, uh-huh. anyway, we stand Ned the Flan. Anyway, so Dad. we relocated to the Harmons. Harmons, your neighborhood grocer. I uh, thought it was my fucking neighborhood grocer, but apparently it's yours. Apparently it's all neighborhood grocers. They say that to everyone. Harmons is kind of a slow. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Please sponsor us in the future, Harmons. That'd be great. We're not. Come on, Dan. <laughs> Dan Harmon. Isn't it Dan? Let's see. Is it Dan Harmon? Isn't he? That's hardcore history. No, that's Dan Carlin. No, it's. I think Dan Harmon. Dan maybe? Harmon? I don't, I don't know. know. He's a Harmon. Who's a Harmon? Harmon boy. Harmon boy. He's. I sat next to him one time at a Utah food bank. A um, real Harmon? Like a banquet thing. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, he was right there, and he was like, he was kind of like he was actually exactly on brand. Like he was just like this like. That's <laughs> fucking <laughs> like, hilarious. Everybody's. That's dad. my favorite way of describing <laughs> things now. That's on my brand. favorite. It's on brand. It it's very on, on brand. He was so on brand. He was like giving us advice like unsolicited, but it was fine because he was like just. I was like, yeah. <laughs> And he had, I, think he I just can't wait to get older and have the Marsha, the, have the fucking Martha Stewart friend who just gives unsolicited cooking advice. Oh my god, that's gonna be me. I mean, it's already me. <laughs> it's bad. What were you saying? I don't know. We've got to talk about a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we were gonna talk about later that I'm just excited for. Yeah, I'm just so, so excited. Let's start with New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans. Nolans. I went there once when I was a kid and I saw some titties. Oh, that's what they're known for. Pretty much. Beads and titties. And um, I, you know, that's Crawfish. why you've got to stay the hell away from Bourbon Street these days. Because those titties and those beads been out in the sun a long time, I won't tell you. It's a little gross. Yeah, it's a little gross. And <laughs> it's I'm, a little weird. I don't know what kind of accent I just did. That's, like, why I could never be a politician. You did Tina Fey doing <laughs> Sling Blade in 30 Rock. That's what that sounded like. Thank you. That was so generous of you. Oh, them French fried potatoes. <laughs> exactly. Well, Bourbon Street's just nasty. I, I mean, like, it's just too touristy. If you want to go and experience New Orleans, not that I'm an expert, I just really fucking love the city. Uh-huh. It's Freeman Street. Nice. And Freeman. Freeman. Fremont. Freeman. 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 Frenchman. So Bourbon Street is, it's kind of gross and touristy now. And I gross. mean, just. Stay away from it. If you're going to do New Orleans, not that I'm an expert, I just am genuinely obsessed and in love with the city. Uh-huh. You got to go to Frenchman Street now. Nice. Nice. And it's and it's cool. And you're going to see beads. You might not see, I mean, you might see titties. I don't know. Like, we all got them. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's like, why wouldn't you see some? It's so weird, like, how it's we do that. It's funny to think about that literally everybody does. <laughs> Everyone's, there's so many titties. Unless you've been through an accident where you, like, don't have a nipple and you just have a boneless shoulder. Well, we got to talk about what makes a titty a titty, but but that's sure. that's going to take us off the subject of New Orleans. <laughs> It'll probably lead us right back to New Orleans, of, to of be course. honest. That's what I love about the city. What makes a titty a titty? <laughs> what makes that's a my titty PhD a titty. paper. Now let's talk about my favorite city. New Orleans. Um, so the reason I'm, I'm talking about what is, is your like, favorite. What is your favorite? I got a Sazerac at Seabird. Oh, and yes. It was Matt was saying that it's a New Orleans favorite. Mm-hmm. And and I or think an American classic. It's the oldest American cocktail, I believe. Interesting. Or it's like you know the the tradition behind it. And I so I wonder where that comes from. Keep I going. love to order it because you know as one person once put it, I am a young man in an or an old man in a young man's body. Nice. I was one of my Lyft passengers. And we're going to actually do another show on how I get gendered differently. <laughs> by and it's actually super fascinating. So she thought I was a gay, a gay uh, cis boy. And uh, she was surprised when I started talking about my ex-girlfriend. But um, She got very blush. Yeah, she blushed. Red. She got way... But but we talked about New Orleans for a little bit. And nice. my, my love for Sazerac's. And she was like, damn, that's so classy. You're like an old man. <laughs> and... I like that. Wow. And New Orleans kind of has that beautiful thing where it's like constantly creative city, but then it has this underlying like rich history and like really, tapestry. Really, truly rich. Okay, so grind. Wikipedia says pre-Civil War New Orleans from oh, the history of the Sazerac. Yikes. That's bonkers. It's bonkers, and it's got absinthe in it. And, you yeah. know, absinthe is also one of those kind of like almost like damn near like mythical. like Agreed. Oh, liquor, fucking agreed. You know, liquors. No, it's no, like that absinthe spirits. is this ridiculous like it'll make you trip. And so really... Recently, I think, I don't know, whatever the fucking Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Bureau started decriminalizing or de-whatever blanking absinthe uh, recipes as they were going through them one at a time because you can buy absinthe in state 
yeah. uh, like Utah State liquor stores, that Van Gogh liquor that's like whatever it is. So good you'll like, chop your ear off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, 1920s Joe. <laughs> you want that old-timey voice? I can do it. You put something like this in front of my face. It's zing. <laughs> zing. Now back to the radio. Wow. Hey, Ryan, we've got. Well, I really want to cover the next. The Kentucky news in the Derby world. With you. Oh, that'd <laughs> right. be the fucking greatest. It's a travesty. The that most is... politically correct race in American history. The That's how best, we should. <laughs> the best horse by far did not win. That's how we need to do the 2020 a fucking political transatlantic yeah. accent. Oh my god, dog, that brother would dog. Be the best. Do you realize? Dude, people will dig that shit. You get dates, man. That'll be the best. I swipe right on a transatlantic. I'll That's tell you. Been t- <laughs> That's how we should we should do a, a like a poli sci show where we cover the the, the fucking twenty twenty presidential and race. And we've got oh in the in that okay. in the transatlantic. It's done. You and me, all right? Thank you. That'll be fantastic. Okay, um, that'll be fantastic. And anyways, on to the on to the next. Back to Back titties to in New Orleans. Titties in New Orleans and Sazeracs. Sazeracs. What's the jam? When did you have one the very first time? When was your first time having a Sazerac? Um, was in New Orleans. Oh shit. Oh, absinthe. We were talking about absinthe. Yeah. And I actually went to a really old, really fucking old, like absinthe bar. Like oh, it damn. was just like you know, just like a corner bar in this old brick building, like right in Jackson Square almost. Oh, and, shit. I, and I can't believe I can't remember the name. There's a guy dressed like a pirate. Oh damn! And we were chatting. You know it's fucking good when there's a guy dressed like crazy. a pirate. <laughs> you know it's fucking good when there's I mean, a guy dressed like a pirate, and not ironically either that he's like owning up to being fucking he Jack was fucking Sparrow. A pirate. That's great. Like he's a pirate, and he was like. Yeah, he had like all these. He sounded like he had the saltiest, you know, voice. It was like something that got he dragged on shore water. in a net or something. He gargled seawater before him. I was like, what the? <laughs> the Kraken <laughs> speaks. <laughs> Dude, no, he was. He the was. Kraken. <laughs> that was so legit. The Kraken. That's what I'm gonna yell. That's what I'm gonna yell at climax. Congratulations, sir. You Thank have. You. You've um, done climax. You done the Kraken speaks. Kraken <laughs> <Crackin> climax. <laughs> well, you know. That sounds like a white. What would Freud say? The Kraken climax sounds like one of those Jack Mormon drinks. Like, uh, okay, so my sister was a bartender for a long time. She was a bartender. Uh, she started at what's that like? Cowboy bar on the 39th and Highland. Oh, a bar named Sue. Yes, she started. Cowboy a, bar. <laughs> it's fu- it's the same shit. So my ex girlfriend. Thank you, Deliverance. So my ex girlfriend's uncle started that place and then got embezzled out of it, which was awesome. Mm. And my sister used to work there, whatever it was. What? And so normally, so the funny, the fucked up part about like weird Jack Mormons is they try to make everything extra edgy. Yeah. And Self-referential. Like, Agreed. Like the, L- the LDS... LDS religion mm-hmm. really likes that and they really get at it mm-hmm. and X I think X it's the same you know once you get out of it you reference it because there's just so much fucking weird shit there's to reference there's so much fucking weird shit to reference anyway so but they take everything extra to the, like, like fucking spinal tap crank it up to 11 like lol random Ex- agreed and so she was telling me about this drink that was this normally in other states it's called a slippery nipple it's like, oh, that's kind of uh, whatever, Ooh. right? And the Mormons would call it a wet pussy, and you're just like, really? You just guys got to fucking oh, crank it damn. up? damn. Okay, that's not quite self-referential. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. I guess if that's how you want to self-identify, <laughs> but I thought shit. you were going like, to mention, you know, the whole, like, Jack Mormon coffee or, like, the, you no, know. Uh, I'm definitely referring to the Jack Mormons. Oh, that's hilarious. Shit, and no, that self-referential is very fun and tasteful, but mm-hmm. my favorite is the fucking Jack Mormon that like Just they've go. got to be extra gross it's like middle school yeah they got to be like well i'm not part of the church anymore i can say weird shit uh. <laughs> i mean to be honest i didn't outgrow that phase either so but yeah it's kind of like a i think that it's an interesting thing about salt lake is it's like almost hard to have balance here because you have such extremes you know, it's like you have you this... you born and raised here? I was born in L.A., but I can't say I'm from there because I was like two when we moved. No, same. I was born in Southern California and I like moved to like six. Yeah. I don't I don't count it as home. I mean... East Coast, Ohio is where I'm from. So oh. there's definitely like a coming here. That makes right. sense. Agreed. That makes sense. It's very seeing an extreme of like you have yeah. hard right-wing religious, almost Bible belt. Yeah. 
Yeah. In, intrinsically, like, ingrained, ingratiated into the culture, and then you have the whole... Counterculture. Agreed. And not... And I mean, like, a Which, very pronounced, if ostensibly, you drink coffee like, here, like it's, uh, it's, palpable yeah. counterculture, for crying out yeah. loud. You can literally see it in people. Yeah. You're like, oh, I could pick you off the street. Like, you're Mormon, you're not Mormon. You're Mormon, you're not Mormon. Mm-hmm. Versus in other states One where tattoo, you're like... One tattoo, not. Yeah, clearly. You drink coffee, not. not. And that's so interesting, because coffee in other places is not something that, it's like... It's just a thing. It's yeah. just a beverage and that drinking, people have. you can't tell somebody's lifestyle. No, by, of Based not. on if they've got a beer with their dinner. No, here, sure. Here, I wine, know what I... Yeah, 100%. Somebody with a beer or a glass of wine with dinner, like, oh, I know you're not Mormon. Either you are... We can are start talking. Agreed. Which is so weird. And then you go to another place and it's like you start talking to him and then you're like you're fucking you're a judgmental person but you have a beard I don't understand because like in where I'm from like if you have a beard you're not you're hyper cool <laughs> you're pretty chill, you're chill you probably have a small startup which is so like polarized you drive Lyft I know right <laughs> you're a Lyft driver you got that Lyft driver cool you, you got know? that Lyft driver cool I did that Cabby for like cool. 48 hours and then I didn't make any money and I was like nope uh, I don't want to drive well, Lyft anymore I could get I mean you getting on me you'll, you'll get me on a tangent with Lyft. Oh, no. Here we go. No, no. Go to the being tangent. Being a Lyft driver in Salt Lake made me fall in love with Salt Lake more. How so? How's that for a controversial no, that's good. Like, How so? headline? Um, I, th- It's a service job, and it's unlike anything I've ever had before. And actually, it was like, you know how I was telling you I started working in a restaurant in Park City because like I wanted to be Anthony Bourdain, and I'd never worked in a restaurant. Agreed, and I was agreed. like, i got to see if this is real. For sure. Um, and I did that for a short time. This was kind of that thing where it was like, I wanted to see what it was like to be a driver. Like that's an archetype, you know, that's like in terms of jobs, it's like, you know, you've, you've got this almost sacred space with a stranger mm-hmm. for a set amount of time. And that like really puts you, you know, that puts you right there at the, the edge of the art of conversation. And, sure. and that can be, you can sense this person wants to talk first 30 seconds. Does the passenger want to talk or not? You got to be able to suss that out. I was a passenger long before I was a driver, so I, I came into this strong knowing what a good driver does. Agreed. But when somebody does want to talk, you would do. You just have these really classy, nice conversations. Yeah. There's and something fun about that where it, you open up to a driver in a really weird way because oh. you kind of, there's something so poignant about the brevity of the conversation that, you know, like, yeah. this is like... From the moment of its inception, it has an end. Yes. And I know the odds are really, truly high that I will probably never see you again in my life. And so you're just, you just want to weirdly like poke a dot into the fabric of the reality of the universe and be like, and we're going to make this connection that isn't tied to really anything, but we're just going to share a moment. It's so fun because sometimes you get, I've, I've driven, I've been Ubered around a million times and (laughs) You've been Ubered. Oh, a million times. Lifted around, Ubered around a million times. Yeah. That you just, you do. You open up with someone and because just as the passengers are interesting, the fucking drivers are the same. Well, and it's it, it's interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's totally that. And funny story, I like the first week I started driving for Lyft because I was in career transition. I was going from for profit, you know, private sector to wanting to actually go back to my roots. I have a sociology degree from the U. Oh no! Nice. And I was like, there's a fucking reason I did that, and it's because yeah, I'm and interested. And in you haven't been like like it's time to pursue that, right? Yeah, nice. and and so, um, but this was the transition period, which is the gig economy is is that's genuinely a really cool thing about it. And so the first week I'm a Lyft driver, I go into my favorite, my favorite place, one of them, and it's the Antique Mall right downtown, you oh, know, nice. just right there on yeah, 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 West yeah. Temple. I think it's West Temple, and right? It's right next to public, yeah. public coffee. And oh, that shit. Capital Antiques. That Capital fucking, Antiques, Capital yeah. Antiques. Yeah. I fucking Aww. bought a top hat from those Dude, guys. Dude, it is a trip oh, going shit. in there. That place is, okay, one. I have to stage myself after. No, totally. Like, <laughs> if you have not been to Capital Antiques on West Temple in 900 South. Yeah, about there. It's like the armpit of that. Yeah, that, that weird on-ramp. Um, it is a huge huge warehouse of antiques it is fun it is a museum that you can actually like buy things oh man it is so fun to go see like a fucking time capsule of history and it's exactly what it is it's so awesome so i go in there and i you know i'm looking around and get sensory overload because i've got this tiny little horror personality in me where i'm just suddenly like start to and i it's like you know gollum it's like i start to realize i'm being kind of like gollum and i need to pick something and leave (laughs) and so i see it got it what do you get what do you get i see my precious and it's i'm wearing it right now so john's looking at it 
it's a belt buckle and it's like this super dope vintage belt buckle it's got it's blue and gold matches my gold frames my oh, glasses that's awesome. it's got two horses and then it has this mysterious set of uh, this oh, mysterious fuck. This kind is of some abbreviation on here. This is some masonry, yeah. like yeah. Freemason, Rotary Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a little like abbreviations like, that you it, wonder that it's a brotherhood. It's Trust a brotherhood me. for fucking sure. So, and it says two two two, which is like a, a kind the lodge of, number or something. It's an interesting <laughs> thing, yeah. And I'm like, that's so fucking dope. I'm gonna, I bought it. And eventually, I think it was like a week later, I'm like, I should figure out what this stands for. Agreed. Like, I don't know why I was so drawn. You know, maybe I should figure that out. It's probably, you know, it could be something terrible. <laughs> so I look it up online and I shit you not. What? It's the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, Chauffeurs, Warehousemen, and Helpers of America. Whoa. It is the largest and oldest American union for professional drivers. What the fuck? How weirdly serendipitous of that yeah. to like, I started driving Lyft and you fucking buy a Dude, belt buckle. I'm a teamster. Whoa. And it's, <laughs> I know. I want to be a teamster. Super dope. And then, I mean, over time, Lyft was a very great experience, but then everything that's going on in the news right now with, you know, oh, sure. drivers needing to. fucking team. strike, right? Yeah. And it needs to happen. I mean, 100%. I'm with those uh, guys. And, and I think it's kind of like, fuck yeah, I get the chance to, you know, join a union if they do. <laughs> Start talking in an Irish accent. You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> fucking gangs of New York, this yeah. shit. That's fantastic. But uh, anyway, so weird serendipity. But Lyft, it's it's uh, everything you're reading. Yes, you know they do need to take better care of their drivers. There's just no doubt about it. But at the same time, the gig economy it's so new, it's super interesting. And so it's my gonna take a while to kind of suss out a lot of the pitfalls of the gig economy. I feel like don't invest in Lyft or Uber. I mean, that's yeah, all I can say. Pretty much 100% that like Uber is not a profitable company right now, and it, and they're just playing the market and sucking the lives out of somehow uh, they're paying their execs, you know, millions. I never get that. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, agreed. Not profitable yet, but somehow can manage to fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's such a uh, that almost sacred space of being a driver getting somewhere from someone safely from point a to point b is actually i think in itself really good for a society it made me fall more in love with salt lake nice i was kind of getting that bitter you know bitter and bitters and bitterness um over you know the air quality and like the fact that it's like there seems to be some degree of isolation here because of that polarity sure but when i did that and i was able to talk to people a lot of people just told me what they loved about the city and that's contagious Nice. Talking about what you love is And that's kind of what I feel like I'm actually, it's so funny that you say that about Lyft. That's kind of what I actually started wanting to do with this podcast. I've been here for like 12 years now, and I've never really felt like a part of the Salt Lake culture. So I'm like, no, fuck this. Instead of waiting for Salt Lake to kind of like, quote, invite me in, I'm going to start taking the initiative to be like, no, no, I am a part of this scene. I'm going to make a dent here. I'm going to make a splash and step up to this and really introduce myself. So I'm hyper excited to kind of start this new thing where once a month we we visit a different restaurant and have a different host and do a thing. And we try just a different place in Salt Lake. So. Uh, So I love it. And also, like, I mean, yeah, you're opening up a portal to let your community in and it's so crazy what happens when you do that agreed it's gonna um, be so much fun and I love that you talk about food cause like I mean like you can your, your guests probably heard me with that with that meat platter oh like, shit food is just oh it's why we're here you know, know to agreed. eat and it's also like such such fertile ground for the best conversation yeah. because breaking bread over food is the breaking fu- bread it's like, like quintessentially one of the things I think we did is like yeah. 200,000 years ago as cavemen we were doing this yep. I guarantee fucking teed we were like sitting down it's good right good yeah. mm, good, good 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 like <laughs> I'm sure as shit we like it's probably literally one of the oldest traditions of humanity to like sit by a fire mm-hmm. or sit down with food and just hash it out shoot the shit just shoot the shit yeah. You know? And once you're satisfied, you become a nice, you know, you get hangry, but then you eat, and then suddenly you've got, like, you know, these kind of endorphin situations, and you're, like, suddenly nicer. Strangers as a way to, like, it's, what, it's one of our fucking major holidays, right? Thanksgiving of yeah. being, like, ah, we're going Good, to. Good, right? Good. Yeah. <laughs> You stop killing us, we'll stop killing you, we'll make the foods. Put in mouth. Okay, good. We both have mouth. We both have mouth. You put in mouth, I put in mouth, we eat, we enjoy. We eat the mouth, man. <laughs> it's like suddenly eat Italian. Mouth, you like Everybody's family. Everybody's family. <laughs> it's Russian. You eat mouth, I put in oh, mouth, it's yes. delicious. <laughs> All right, homie. 
this has been hilarious and super fun. Seabird, yeah. I cannot recommend enough for you guys. It was a guys. whirlwind. Yeah, Matt, um, owner, bartender. Seriously. Wonderful host. I Mention mean. the One Pen Podcast when you guys go to Seabird. Yes. Tell them that we sent you because it's so fun, and I cannot wait to go back. Yeah. Honestly, even if you live downtown, it's worth a trip down to Draper. Oh, no, it's because so fun. the views of the mountains over here are, are just awesome. Yeah, sitting in those way, sitting in the sun, like the windows, and having the, the sun kind of like yeah. gleam down on us and just keep you warm and everything. That was, I was a fucking magical experience. Filled with love and light, we are. It was delicious. <laughs> All right, homies. So you guys can find us. Let's see. You can find the One Pen Podcast on Instagram and One Pen Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, and join our shopping list, which is like uh, my shitty weekly email chain where I keep you all up to date with all the fun stuff that's happening at www.onepenpodcast.com. Y'all can follow Jamie on Instagram. Yeah, just hit me up on the gram. Jamie Jackets. J-A-M-I-E, and then that's Jackets. And uh, yeah, just follow me, like my stuff, I'll like your stuff too. (laughs) I like your stuff, you like my stuff. Yeah, you like it, you put it in your mouth, I'll put it in my mouth, and it's good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like just now in that cozy space where it's like good conversation, good food, good cocktails, sleepy time. Sleepy time is right. (laughs) Alright, friends. This has been the One Pan Podcast. Sometimes the food's funny. Us? Not so much.